It's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, StudioDNA.media. Folks, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading the show. Uh, today is a very, very special day. Uh, our guest on the show is none other than Chris Holland. Chris Holland, how's it going? Oh, way better than I deserve, Jack Alterat. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Um, we are going to talk. Uh, we're, this is actually a revisit on the show uh, one of my favorite horrible movies of all time, uh, and who else to talk uh, with about it uh, than someone you and I were spending a lot of time together in 1989, because we were in what grade? What grade would we have been in, Chris, in 1989? Oh uh, it would have had to have been fifth grade. Fifth grade, you and I, we were in, I think, Mrs. Parsons' fifth grade class, uh, having, fun oh, yeah. in, having fun in art class. Uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly. My, my, I won't get, I won't get into any details on arts class, art class, but anyway, um, no holds barred starring the one, the only Hulk Hogan. Tell me a little (laughs) bit, tell me a little bit, Chris, about your thoughts of Hulk Hogan. You and I have seen many, many wrestling pay-per-views together. We've, uh, split the cost Back in the day on many wrestling pay-per-views, talk a little bit about Chris Holland, Hulk Hogan, uh, and go. Well, growing up, there was nobody better than Hulk Hogan. Um, Every wrestling thing that you could buy at Walmart was bought by myself and probably by Jack Alteran. You know it. (laughs) And... uh, you know, every move in the ring could be choreographed by Jack Alterat and myself. I love it. Um, recess, <laughs> Mrs. Parsons, as you had mentioned earlier, probably got onto, got onto us 185 days out of 185 days yes. of school for wrestling like Hulk Hogan yes. on the playground. Yes, of course. <laughs> and the whole uh, yeah. gamut of all the wrestlers at the time. Um, I know in, in this movie, now in this movie, there's, there, there are a few... WWF people from that time. There are some others that are kind of involved as well, but who 
at this time in like 89, which this is, you know, still the golden era of wrestling. It's post the, uh, you know, rest the initial WrestleMania, which was what, 87, 86, 85? I can't remember. Well, what I was believe the, the, the initial was 85, I believe. Yeah. So it's post, it's after that one. Um, and it's after, uh, is it WrestleMania 3 that was won at the Silverdome? Is that right? Or Hogan slammed uh, Andre? I, so, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. And so at the time, who are your favorite wrestlers? My son is nine. Miller is nine, and he is starting to get into wrestling. And he is, uh, he's recently discovered Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. oh Macho Man. I hated Macho Man. Oh, yeah. I truly believe that Macho Man was who Macho Man claimed to be at that young age. I didn't know it was fake until I was probably 12. So at this point in time, you know, Macho, he scared me. He was always amped up like he had drank 900 cups of coffee. <laughs> Which he probably uh, had, or worse. It, uh, probably something else that resembles coffee, but <laughs> isn't coffee. Um, you know, at the, at the time, I remember having a book when I was five that was a book about the night that, that Hulk Hogan yes. won the world title. I had the Madison same book, Square Chris. Garden. Oh, I love that book. It's probably at it. Doyle and Cheryl's house right now, as we speak. It's probably there in Mountain View at Doyle and Cheryl's house, so... It is definitely at Tom and Betty Joe's house because I've looked at it recently. <laughs> and anybody who was on in that book, it was a book about about Hogan and the good guys versus all of all of the bad guys from the WWF, which were all ran at that time. You know, we were going through the Cold War, and so you had uh, Iron Sheik, he's an Iranian, he's Middle Eastern, must right? be evil, <laughs> must be evil, yes. supporter of Russia, yes. And then you had uh, Nikolai Volkov, which was a USSR obviously guy. Obviously, and he's they, evil. They were very evil, very evil. Yes. You had uh, on the good guy side. You had Hogan. Yes. Hillbilly, Hillbilly Jim, oh. which all of us hillbillies from Missouri. I love Hillbilly with. Jim so much. <laughs> uh, junkyard Dog, great guy. Everybody loved Junkyard. <laughs> uh, Wendy Wendy Richter, sweet was Wendy the female Richter. She was the female version of Hulk Hogan. If gotcha. you could have, you know, you know, at a, as a five-year-old, I, I had a crush on Wendy Richter. Rocket. She's uh, part of the rock and wrestling stuff. Oh, big, huge, huge, huge part of wrestling and huge part of MTV. The 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 partnership there was was huge for both companies. Um, on on the bad guy side, I always remember Big John Studd. I yeah. always kind of had a fear of Big John said. He was a massive. He was a massive dude, uh, and I never felt like they really gave him a push that made any sense. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I guess because he was maybe he was American, so they didn't think they could really make him evil enough. So they had to go again. They had to have someone from another country to be evil. Mister Fuji, uh, Japanese. Oh, he Mr. must also be oh. evil. And here's the thing: the Japanese have been allies for a long time. I don't. I didn't never get that one, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Fuji. just can't trust him. I guess I don't know. Maybe he's just not to be trusted. <laughs> um, but then uh, Tito Santana. I remember him being uh, uh, a guy that uh, helped out Hogan in some instances. You had um, who, am I, who? Ricky the Dragon. Was he part of that? He may not have been in that book. Ricky was not in that book. At all, I can remember that. Uh, 
Ricky was a great wrestler, but he was never on on that level with Hogan right. in the WWF at that time. Uh, I, I believe Hillbilly Jim was the big was was his top guy. Hillbilly and Junkyard. If you go on YouTube, uh, folks that are listening, if you go on YouTube, uh, there's a video, and you just type in, and it's probably on the WWE Network now too. You type in Hillbilly Jim trained by Hulk Hogan, things like that. You're going to see this. There's a, I know there's a video that has all the Hillbilly Jim stuff where he makes his initial debut at ringside helping out Hogan. And uh, you hear if when Hillbilly Jim today talks about this, uh, he talks about how, okay, they said you're going to make your debut in Detroit. <laughs> you're going to be just randomly in the crowd, and then you're going to come to Hogan's <laughs> aid in the crowd, which is really funny to think about a Hillbilly being in the crowd in Detroit. Why, and he said that too. He's like... He's like, why am I? He's like, I guess he, he was just basically like, hey, I'm glad I have a job, but I'm wondering, why is a hillbilly dressed up in bib overalls, no shirt on underneath the bib overalls, and a crazy hat and a huge beard in the crowd in de- like in Detroit, like in downtown Detroit? <laughs> oh, downtown Detroit with hillbilly Jim. It makes absolutely yeah, no sense. But that's the Vince McMahon. Yeah. I, I love it. You'll be there. It'll be great. Uh, he'll be on the crowd. <laughs> And then Hulk will come out, and you'll help him out. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. So, they're, they're, anyway. Um, Hillbilly Jim, though, has a serious XM. Uh, uh, he has a show on, is it Willie's Roadhouse? It's one of the XM channels. It's maybe the Bluegrass. I can't remember. No, it's on, out. there's an Outlaw Country st- uh, channel that's on there. And he uh, he has a show. He host, He's hosted a show for like the last 10 years on there. Hillbilly oh, that's Jim. cool. Yeah, it's cool. He played ba- college basketball at Western Kentucky. Really? He'll, yeah, he was really athletic. Like, people talk about how athletic he was, and then they're like, yeah, just be a hillbilly. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, he was a very athletic wrestler. I never thought he got a very good push either, right. but the gimmick was so strange. He got, kinda yeah. hard he got saddled with, hey, you're a hillbilly. This makes sense. Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> was still, was still uh, in people's minds, I think, at the time. And we're, you know, you and I are both are from uh, the sticks, uh, from uh, uh, you know the woods, if you will. So, oh yeah, the perception is that you know everyone from there wears bib overalls and drinks po- what, possum possum juice. I remember one time, one episode of WWE main event where he was like, "Hey, Hogan, you want some of this? It's possum juice." Anyway, <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about him. I had an old foot. <laughs> I had an old football coach named Possum. Uh, we both had an old football coach named Possum. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I feel like um, that's a great segue, actually. Um, the um, the Possum in general, uh, our football coach <laughs> there, he uh, honestly coached for a long time, great guy. Um, but you guys have had a real renaissance at Liberty High School there. And... You know, I mean, Coach Acklin's done an unbelievable job. Oh, yeah, it's it's been unreal. Uh, you know, we won more games in 2016 than we re- we won in all four years of your and I career, I career you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it's we, we won like nine games in four years, and we won 12 in 2016. <laughs> so, uh, hey, it's how it works yeah, sometimes, things man. Have, things have gotten a whole lot better around here. You know it, so. Um, well, very, very good. I, I always keep track. Uh, Jalen is in the CFL. Jalen Acklin is in the CFL. 
Isn't that that's pretty freaking awesome? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It plays for the Hamilton Ticats. Uh, he's been on Sports Center several times this year. The other night, he did a uh, he had a touchdown and did a celebration dance back to their 1998 Grey Cup championship team. That's cool. Uh, the bat he did the Batman or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Jalen always has something cool. Yeah. Whenever he scores a touchdown, that's cool. And he's had, he's had a good season. So. Yeah, he's had a great year. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's now let's segue it back. Uh, in this movie uh, is a guy uh, by the name of. Uh, Stan Hansen is in this movie. Uh, plays in the Andrew Yeah, I thought. thought it was Dutch Mantell. I thought it was Dutch Mantell until I looked it up. Yeah, it's Stan Hansen. He played college football. It's West, it's West Texas. Well, it's West. What is it? The University of West. I think it's called the University of West Texas now. Back when he played there, it was West Texas State. And uh, he, I guess, was a unbelievable college football player. Like a like a. A bad, like just a bad man, like bad dude, and he was on, he was on the Packers uh, with Vince Lombardi for just a little bit before he ended up getting into wrestling and like uh, uh, going that route. So tough dude, played college football with Bruiser Brody, uh, same university that Dusty Rhodes went to and played a little college football at. Uh, Tito Santana played at that school, and also none other than the Million Dollar Man. Did you know that? No, I had no clue. Those Ted. are some really good names. And, and they're always the same school. That, that is very cool. And Eddie Gilbert. Anyway. So Eddie the, Gilbert? Eddie Gilbert. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Random factoids, Chris. I apologize. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Um, I, I met the Million Dollar Man, I swear to you, at the Casey's in Mount Vernon about a year and a half ago. No. He was speaking in Aurora. And another coach and I were we commute to work, and we stopped there uh, for an after practice, uh, just cold. You know, I think it was a pop. I'm just gonna say a soda. It wasn't anything crazy. And we stopped, and we're like, and I get to the car, and Scott, who I coach with, goes, "I think Ted DiBiase just walked into the Casey's here in Mount Vernon." And I was like, "No." And so we waited outside, and we're and we waved at him as he came out. We're like, "Hey, Ted, how's it going?" And he was like, "Hey, okay." <laughs> Anyway, there you go. <laughs> he didn't laugh at you and say, "Everybody's got a Everybody's price." Got a price. <laughs> and the price, and the price was a dollar twenty-five for this pop. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay, uh, so let's do this. Uh, time for some. Oh, actually, let's do this before we get into this. The movie No Holds Barred. When's the first recollection you have of this movie? Oh, geez. Well, they promoted it on WWF. Hard, I mean, big so, time, big time promoted. Yeah, so I mean, everybody was waiting, and uh, I, I remember, you know, this is 1989, right? Oh yeah. So, so in 1989, Mountain View, Missouri. Yes. There, you know, there's not even a two lane highway to Springfield yet. <laughs> you, you have, uh, you have Bob's TV and appliance. Yes, I've talked many times and, on this show about Bob's TV. Okay, well, at Bob TV, Bob's TV and Appliance, you know, you're just, you tried to show up early if you knew a movie was going to be in. I mean, you'd be there when the doors opened to go in. And, and you would go in, and they would have these tabs hooked on these little hooks. The tabs. And on People the, don't understand white this. Tab, yes. No, no, there was a white tab. And if, if the white tab was on there, 
you were good to go. If there was an orange tab, you had to come back later. And I, I probably went in there for weeks trying to get No Holds Barred. And, of course, <laughs> they only had one movie for the whole town. So uh, that, that's, that's what I remember. And then when I, when I finally got to watch it, I was just blown away by the movie as a, you know, however old I was. You about, about 10. I bet we were about 10 when this was coming out. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you feel like uh, did you so you thought it was pretty great when you first saw it? Oh yeah, yeah, I loved it. I felt and I, I and it. I did too. But there was part of it. I remember I remember this back then, and I remember thinking that it had this weird, disjointed, like from actual wrestling feel to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it didn't look as good as what we always saw on WWF. Yeah, which is really uh, weird to think about. Was, in a movie. It was weird. Yeah. But still great. I still loved it. And were you scared of Zeus? I was I was terrified of Zeus. Do you have a Zeus? I was absolutely... Do you have a Zeus impression? Uh, well, I did when I was a kid. Would you be willing uh, to try it now? I'm, I'm willing to try it. If you don't want to try it, I wanted to give you first dibs at it. Because I, I, I could probably do it, but I want you to have first dibs at it. Well, do you want WWF Zeus or do you want No Holds Barred Zeus? Ooh, well, no, no Holds Barred Zeus doesn't say much, does he? He's like, <laughs> that's basically it. And we're like, what? well, what's happening? I wrote down something about what he says on paper here. Okay. Okay. I, you, if you want to, I don't, I don't want to. I, it's one of those things well, I, I want to stay. I don't want to force you into anything, sir. Well, well, I, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with myself enough to do my Zeus impersonation, but I want to hear yours after I'm done. I want you go. Yeah, you okay. go first. You're, you're the guest. You're going to have to give me about 30 seconds here of, of loud grunting and screaming. Okay. Uh, are so, you are you, uh, you want me to to give you time now, or are you are you just, are you going to you're going to workshop well, this like you're an actor? Oh, I thought you were going to like workshop it like you're like an actor, like an improv. And let me. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Well, I, uh, Zeus is here. Uh, on a radio show, uh, uh, Zeus, uh, tell us about your upcoming match. Okay, can you do this for me though? <laughs> now you need to in yeah. the same manner you just did it. You need to say Hulk Hogan the way he would say Hulk Hogan. Brother. Okay, and, and I'm in front of my computer, so I need to move out of the way because I might have to spit a little bit here. <laughs> no one will judge you. It's fine. There you go. I'm dying. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've done uh, so many of these. This is like episode 181. And I've done so many where, like you, I've done it before. Where I've tried to give people, and not to force them into anything, but like, hey, come, hey, come, let's let's play around here a little bit. Chris, you've, uh, you've exceeded 
any expectation I had for uh, Zeus, Tiny Lister. He's also on Friday as well. Did you watch Friday? You've seen Friday, right? What you got on my drink, homie? <laughs> See, Debo? Was that his name on that? Debo. I've watched Friday a million times. Too many. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it, I, oh, I, I love I love that character, Debo. Uh, just an absolute awesome character. Uh, Tiny Lister also was like the president of the world, literal, on... Um, <laughs> On was it Fifth Element as well? Oh, oh man, is that with Bruce Willis? That's with Bruce Willis and oh, Mia, Mila Josevich, Jokovic. I can't. Is that her name? Anyway, there you She's go. She's all right. I like her. No, no complaints there. <laughs> um, well, yes. Um, so no holds barred. Let's do this. Phil, producer Phil is here with us as well. Chris, I didn't really give you uh, any pitch to producer Phil. Uh, I have introduced producer Phil. To wrestling. Would you agree with that, Phil? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we he normally will, uh, Phil will normally come over and we'll watch, uh, pay, I would call them pay per views. It's on the net, network. So, uh, and so we, uh, he normally will come over and it's been fun, right? Wouldn't you say, Phil? Oh, yeah. And I went from literally, if you had said, hey, Phil, have you ever heard the name Seth Rollins? I'd be like, Seth who? Yeah. I, I, like several years ago, I've been like, I didn't know who anybody was. Right. Uh, Roman Reigns, all, all the characters. I had no idea. To now, I rec- I can recognize him. Like when Roman Reigns, can, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know Roman Reigns. I know Breck Lesnar. I know, you know, Kobe Kingston. I know all yeah. these guys. And but I did that in like the last three years from literally ground zero. And so, um, yeah, it's been a recent thing for me. Like I'm 40 now, and I'm just now, I'm just now getting into wrestling. So, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. So, Very cool. Yeah. It's- it's a great sport. And I, I know, I mean, I'm the first one to admit that I, I probably did miss the, the I don't know what you want to call it, like the heyday, the good, good, you, good the good old days. You have the golden era. This is like the Hogan stuff. I mean, obviously you have before that with all the old school guys, uh, really old school. Then you had the golden era that had Hogan in it. Would you say then, Chris, Attitude Era was next? Uh, yeah, the Attitude Era was was right after that um gro- growing up like in a hillbilly town like we did though <laughs> you know we had wtbs yes. and we had we had usa network we had 13 channels and on two of those channels there was wrestling and so you know along with being a sports nut you you always had wrestling and you know i i love wcw which was called the nwa back then and yeah. that was that was that was different than Hogan. That mm-hmm. was Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. I was bigger into the NWA than I was the WWF until probably 86, 87. And then, I, I mean, I was still into both. So We and you and I both, we've talked, I know we're kind of skipping around a little bit, but like we've talked, you and I loved WCW stuff uh, from that 95 and then all the way up to, through the NWO stuff and all the way even. Basically, till it closed down uh, when they were doing some really crappy things at the end. But they had a good run of some good stuff in WCW. Enjoyable. Yeah, I was I was a WCW guy until uh, Jared Yarber, one of our good old buddies. <laughs> Dude, he's been on our show he as well. He talked yeah. me into. Yeah, I've listened to that podcast. Yeah. That was a good one. Jared's fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he can top Zeus's impression though. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a good that was a good podcast though. I enjoyed that. I laughed a lot it was during fun. that podcast about RoboCop. Uh, you know, but but until the until the rock and Stone Cold and Degeneration X kicked in, WCW was by far the better company. Mm. Because before that, before the Attitude Area, WWF was kind of cheesy. Uh, yeah, if, I mean, that's just my opinion. If Doink is competing, if Doink the Clown is competing for the Intercontinental Title, you're uh, you're in trouble. I feel like it. Awful, yes. awful time awful. wrestling. Yes, awful. So, Chris, I, I I take it you're still watching wrestling today. Are you in? Are you still into it? Uh, you know, I I watch it, but I'm pretty busy most of the time. So what I do is I'll just record it. And then I'll just fast forward through the dumb stuff, which is mostly it's a lot all of, it. of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really watered down. And uh, actually, Cody Rhodes just started a new company called AEW on TNT. I don't know if I can say the name of television network. Oh, yeah. Say what, yeah it's all good. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that that's yeah, fun. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I watched it Wednesday night, and uh, it, it was great. And that's going to make WWE work a lot harder. It's gonna uh, yeah. Yeah. probably make their quality of programming go up. It should. They just WWE has so many things they're putting out now that it, I, I think it's like trying to turn the turn the Titanic to get them to do anything. You know, kind of off the you know like different off the beaten track. So, but yeah, you're, I watched yeah. most of the AEW show. Was it called Dynamite? Should I call yeah, it, it Dynamite? <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Kenny Omega is awesome. And I love Chris Jericho. I mean, he's one of my favorites. So. I love Chris. My son just repeated that he loves Chris Jericho as well. So. <laughs> well, he won't for a while, though. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Chill, 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 my baby. What? So I, I know it's, it's it's impossible to predict the f- future as far as like how future generations are going to look on look back on this decade, the decade that we're in or about to finish actually. But um, so the way that you guys talk about Hogan and you know all of those guys, um, even Randy Savage, even though you hated him at the time, you still remember remember him fondly. Um, overall, what who kind of comes to mind nowadays? Like, who would you say is going to be that kind of that classic, you know, 2010s wrestling squad? Because I, I think of like, I mean, some of my favorites, I'm kind of sh- showing my bias here. Some of my favorites are, are like AJ Styles. I love watching him wrestle. Uh, I really like New Day. Um, and then, you know, the big timers, um, like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and stuff like that um, are sometimes fun to watch. But I, I almost feel like the last, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack or, or Chris, but like, because I am new to wrestling, but I kind of feel like this is kind of the age for women's wrestling. Like, it's kind of coming into it, its own for the first time. Yeah, and it's starting to come on. Becky, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch is, really is amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that, I mean, I don't mean to sound sexist. I, I just, I don't think that the women's wrestling is ever going to be on par with, with male wrestling, but um, it's certainly becoming more respected. Right. Even though not fully respected, it's more respected than it has been. Do you been. think, Chris, they're more respected now than Luna Vachon was whenever she was? <laughs> hey, Luna scared me. She was I scary. I was scared of Luna. <laughs> she, uh, She's actually she, really good. Yeah, she wins the award for uh, weirdest head tattoo I've ever seen on a woman. Yeah, yeah. She was like the female version <laughs> like, of Bam Bam Bigelow. She really was. <laughs> she was. Um, uh, yeah. God. Luna. All right, sorry. Any other current wrestlers that kind of come to mind as like, you know, people that might consider classic for this area, for this era? Well, um, you know, Charlotte Flair 
Yeah, very, great. very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. I mean, uh, the the I mean, I kind of feel like the women's division is kind of pushed down our throats a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're trying to promote yeah. it so hardcore that right. maybe yeah. it's a little too much. Uh, could be a little more organic. Um, I'm a big AJ Styles guy. If they would give him the right type of push and just make him extremely evil, I mean extremely evil, he could be a Ric Flair type of guy. He really could be, you're right. It, if they would, but they they just kind of go, they kind of just dip their toe in the water on him, you know. They'll, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, the, those, the Young Bucks on the AEW, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. those guys could flat wrestle. And I think a guy like Cody Rhodes could be a huge, huge star, you know. So, I mean, th- those are kind of, kind of the guys that I'm looking at. I- I'm not a big fan of Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, either one of those guys. That, to me, they'll never be good enough on the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another thing with WWE is that everything is so canned and scripted now that you don't have the opportunity for a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin just to riff because that, that's what happened to him. He was just a nobody, yeah. a regular guy, mm-hmm. stunning Steve Austin. And they let him riff one night, and all of a sudden, Austin 316 was born, and people like me switched from WCW over to WWE. Right. Hmm. And that's what, but you're right about that. Like, they, it's so um, formatted, and uh, they give everybody talking points. And some people, they just give word, word for word uh, things to say, and yeah, it's yeah. like so unnatural and both jack and i have talked a lot about the fiend and kind of like what's kind of been happening with that transformation of um bray wyatt is Mm -hmm. that right yeah um i i've just i've just really that's kind of been a a rejuvenation i think for the wwe in a little bit for for a while it's it's they've, they've kind of needed like a new character to kind of you know ascend um and i i feel like there's a lot of Groundswell, like Wowie Zowie, is like a big thing. Big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. You know who else? Yeah, is big... Bray Wyatt is is good. He he, I, I forgot about him. He he's he's he should have a huge push, and uh, he's charismatic enough to to have a long title run. I mean, he'd be he'd be one of the greatest heels of all time if they just let him go. But they won't. They'll have Rey Mysterio get him in a small package, roll him up. One, two, three. Rey Mysterio, unbelievable! He just beat the Fiend. How did he do it? The Fiend has magic, but somehow Rey Mysterio, six one nine, Lucha superstar, just got him. Give it up for him. Lucha. That's what they'll do. That's what they do. So it'll be fine. Viva somewhere. La Raza! Viva La Raza! Conan's in the house. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great segue to Hulk Hogan. No ring, no ref, no rules, no holds barred. That's right, Hulk Hogan. It's time, Phil. Time for some deets. Chris, this movie, No Holds Barred was directed by a guy named Thomas J. Wright. Uh, Thomas J. Wright has directed the following things. Episodes of Castle, episodes of Supernatural, One Tree Hill, Bones, Smallville, um, The X-Files, and No Holds Barred. Oh, and also (laughs) the Max Hedrum TV show uh, from this same time period. Uh, Good times. Oh, what... What a weird, Thomas, weird character. Thomas J. Wright. So, uh, now, 
Production uh, credits go to Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan uh, on uh, on this movie as well. And Vince McMahon obviously bankrolled this thing. Uh, and he didn't necessarily lose money. He basically broke even after the distribution of this movie. Did you feel like when you were young and you watched this, this was a big deal? And it was like something that made a lot of money. Uh, I mean, personally, I thought everybody was at every video store across America looking for the little white bag <laughs> to see if it was <laughs> rentable or not. So I would have thought yes. it was huge. And you can also get a Kenmore appliance. They're at Bob's TV and Appliances. <laughs> uh, we've got the new Zenith Zenith TVs in. Uh, you can get all 13 channels uh, on our cable provider here. Uh, come on into Bob's. Um, starring Hulk Hogan, Kurt Fuller as... Uh, what's his face? Mr. Uh, oh, no, Brill. Brill is the uh, oh, evil WTN network person. Joan Severance is the uh, love interest for Rip Thomas, played by Hulk Hogan. And like we talked about earlier, Tiny Lister. Uh, and then some of the other folks in there is Mark Pellegrino, who uh, is in Supernatural. He's been in a bunch of... He was on Lost. Uh, he plays the brother of Hulk Hogan, Randy Thomas. Randy. Rockin' Randy. <laughs> and they uh, beat him up, and he's uh, basically a target of all the bad guys. Zeus, uh, another, uh, like I said, Stan Hansen. Bill Eady, does that name ring a bell? No, okay. it doesn't. Bill Eady is Axe from Demolition, and he plays uh, one of the wrestlers in this movie as well. And then uh, Jesse Ventura, Howard Finkel is in this, uh, and... Uh, I saw this today. Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones is uh, in a cage in that bar that Neanderthal <laughs> wrestles in. This is real life, huh. and it's pretty impressive. Uh, he pees in some guy's beer, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, a couple others. Jeep Swenson is in this. Jeep Swenson played Bane in the Batman and Robin movie. Uh, he's uh, He died. Uh, he plays Lug Wrench Perkins. I think he drinks some motor oil in this movie. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, Gene Okerlund. Tell me about your love for Gene Okerlund. Well, I I love Gene Okerlund, but I really loved Joan Severance when I was 11. <laughs> she was and, quite and a I, beauty. Oh, my goodness. she! I, I was a big fan of a thing called USA Up no. All Night. And she was on many and, of those uh, movies, right? Oh my goodness! I, I I was so in love with Joan Severance. When I went back and watched this movie again, I remember thinking about how beautiful Joan Severance was. If you have testosterone, you will love '90s Joan Sir, Joan Severance. She is uh she is quite. She plays Samantha. Yeah, Samantha Moore in this. Oh my goodness! Uh, and Rip is trying to protect her. Actually, she's sent to seduce Rip at some point in the movie. And uh, he ends up winning her heart. Uh, release date of June the second, nineteen eighty nine. We were you and I were playing, maybe on Norman Henry's baseball team at this point. I can't remember. <laughs> you know what? No, we would have been on Mike Egley's baseball team together uh, that summer, June second, nineteen eighty nine, when this came out. Uh, a ninety three minute runtime, uh, an eight million dollar budget. And do you know? You probably looked at this, but do you know how much it made at the box office? Uh, something like 16 million. It's or pretty, yeah, exactly. So, um, 
I felt like I remember being young and thinking, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is a huge movie. You've got ET, you've got Back to the Future, and you've got No Holds Barred. Those are the three biggest movies I can imagine." Uh, and actually, it only made eight million dollars according to this. So, wow. yeah, good times. Very good. Hey, uh, there's a character that just absolutely cracks me up. It's Charles Levin, and he plays Ordway, and he looks just like Andy Sandberg. I mean, exactly <laughs> like Andy Sandberg. It, it, that, that's my favorite part of the whole movie now that I'm 40 years old. Ordway. And only uh, in a uh, – they use the last name, and only in a Vince McMahon world would there be a character <laughs> characters in movies. They just use their – it's a regular guy. Like Brell, yeah, Charlie, Orwell, yeah. Unger, like all these people he uses. That's how he talks to people, and that's why when wrestlers' names just change to their last name, uh, it's kind of interesting. But that's just a Vince McMahon thing. Ordway is Andy Samberg, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Charles Levin is his name, and he looks just like Andy Samberg. I promise. I love it. I love it. Um, love it. <laughs> he's a. He is on. The, oh, ready for this one? Oh, there's a, here's a factoid for you. Ready for this? So Ordway is played by Charles Levin, right? He yeah. uh, was on. He is the Moyle on an episode of Seinfeld, The Briss, Phil. You ever seen that one with The Briss? Where yeah, yeah. Okay. And that guy, though, he passed away this summer. He went on a hike in Oregon and died on this hike wow. in the mountains. And they found him. Weeks later. Like he had a medical complication? Yeah, I, he was just out there. Wow. Anyway, there you go. Huh. Rest rest in peace, Charles Levin. Sorry. Sorry, Charles, Charles Levin. Andy Sandberg. Yes. Charles Levin. <laughs> Andy, they, he died on a hike? Yes, Charles Levin. This oh summer? Goodness. This past summer. Jeez. Anyway, you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. And I thought that looked familiar because I remember when that popped up, one of the credits to that actor, he was on Seinfeld on the on the Briss episode, and he was in No Holds Barred. I remember that from the summer. And then when you said that, it, it jogged my memory that uh, he passed away. And I hate that for Charles Levin's family. And I'm sorry to bring it back yeah, up, Charles Levin's family. If you're listening, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Rest. Never mind. I'll stop talking. All right. Rest in peace. R.I.P. What's the segue for segue to Rip Thomas? Perfect segue. Rip them. Rip them. Let's talk about this movie, Chris. Um, Rip Thomas. I guess they couldn't call him Hulk Hogan. Why couldn't they just call him Hulk Hogan in this movie? I, I don't know, but it would have been so much better to have just went with the Hulk Hogan thing. Um, he uh, is the because he is the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. Well, I mean, why wouldn't yeah. they? You know, isn't that weird? It is weird, and you know, Hogan's intro in 1989 was one of the greatest intros of all time. When the music hit, the place popped, and here comes Hogan, and he was completely charismatic. The whole part. I mean, I went nuts during the intro. I, I would go absolutely crazy. I never missed the intros. Those were huge to me. And in this movie, the movie starts off with, with you know, uh, Howard Finkel announcing Rip Thomas. And then all you see is Hogan's face, and he just starts growling and <laughs> spitting. And he's like, oh, wait, hang on. He is Zeus. He, he, he growls and spits for like 13 seconds. 
<laughs> and then all gosh. of a sudden he comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to rip him. Rip him. <laughs> yeah. Totally uncharismatic. Totally just ridiculous. You know, so, I mean, as a 40-year-old, Rip is very, very, very – he's a bad character. Oh, he's the worst. Um, i tell you right now, uh, Rip uh, is not Hulk Hogan-like uh, enough. Which is weird. Do you think Hulk Hogan... Now, how many of Hulk Hogan's movies have you watched other than this one, Chris? Have you seen Thunder in Paradise, the TV show? <laughs> I think I watched all of it, but I also think that I have uh, let all of that out of my conscience memory because it's always <laughs> so awful. Uh, suburban... I mean, just, they're, they're so terrible. Suburban Commando is so, one of them. Uh, we've done another uh, one on here. Uh, there's a website called russellcrap.com, and the guy that created that that website, he created that website like back in the early 2000s, and uh, it's a really fun website, by the way. Uh, R.J. Reynolds is that guy's name. Anyway, he and I did, uh, what was it? Three Ninjas Kick, Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Something Escape from Mega Mountain. Mountain. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and that's a Hulk Hogan movie on there as well, so... He's all about the cheese. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So, it's pretty exciting, really, to be brutally honest. <laughs> uh, so, Rip uh, is on some sort of wrestling show. They don't, they, uh, he's on WWF at the time. Uh, he is trying. Brell is the head of World Television Network (WTN), and he is trying to get Rip to come over. Uh, to bring his wrestling show to WTN, uh, he approaches him with a check to start this thing out, right? He has him come in the office. Rip shoves the check down Brell's throat. Do you remember this? Well, first of all, Rip was a perfect gentleman. When, when Brell offered him anything he wanted, Rip respectfully disagreed and turned it down. And then Brell starts calling him all sorts of names. I don't know. I don't know if we can say the name on on your show or not. What does he say? He says a jock, a jock, and then a three letter word after that. Yeah, yes. a jock donkey. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. It, it, he calls him that over and over and over in the Jeez, movie. But uh, so yeah, and, and then and then Rip takes the check and shoves it in his mouth and says, "I won't be here when this check." Clears or something like that. <laughs> uh, Brell then goes back to the drawing board, has a big meeting with all of his cronies, and they come up with their new wrestling program. What's it called, Chris? Oh, gosh. What is it called? It's called uh, Battle of the Tough Guys. What? Yeah, at the No Count Bar downtown. The No Count Bar. I feel like that's in, is that in Birch Tree? I think it is in Birch Tree. Might be a Winona bar. Square. Maybe Winona. I don't want uh, Birch Tree's a part of our school district, so we gotta I go shouldn't with say I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry, Birch Tree people. I'm so sorry. Um, somewhere they forgive you. All it's in all, all three hundred of them forgive it, you. None of them listen to the show. Uh, it's in <laughs> it's in uh, Alton or something, and uh, uh, they go there. We're gonna live tape this thing. They have a battle for it, and then all of a sudden. From nowhere, who who ascends to the ring to win the championship? Well, it's not from from nowhere. They're in the middle of this no count bar, right? That's hmm. no count bar, 
and all of a sudden there's like this this medieval wooden door that falls. It's like it's a it's a door like one of those doors to a medieval castle in the in the middle of this bar, and it opens. And there's steam that comes up, and who is there but Tiny Whiskers? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so Jesus. <laughs> what? What's your name? He comes in to beat somebody up, and they go, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Melos." <laughs> and I remember hearing that going. Wait, what did he say? I had to put like full <laughs> caption on. Oh, Zeus. Uh, Uh, (laughs) he wins the hundred thousand dollar tournament and they're going to now basically guerrilla style guerrilla warfare style uh try to get hogan to fight zeus you're not man enough actually he starts with beauty first he tries to still uh he tries to win uh, uh rip over uh or get maybe infiltrate rip's camp if you will with the beauty samantha moore who's a corporate spy, as uh, my notes here say. And uh, she tries to seduce Hulk Hogan. Rip, if you will. And she's the lovely Joan Severance. Uh, uh, what else has Joan Severance been in? Other than, like I said, every other USA Up All Night movie that uh, that wasn't about like some space alien thing. She's been in she a lot of stuff. She's in some movie yeah. called Lake consequence now do not watch this if you're not over the age of 18 it was in the the far corner of bob's tv and applying dude it is i I just i I didn't click on it but i'm hovering over the uh (laughs) the description and yeah we can't talk about that one that's more of a cinemax uh the the scrambled the scrambled screen on cinemax maybe kind of movie Yes, I can yes, sort of see what sure. I'm looking at here. I don't. Oh, it's late consequence. Yeah. Okay, again. Do uh, not click on late consequence. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Um, then you know she. Then she was also in See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Uh, oh, great! With comedy. Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. But then yeah, she went back to a movie called. She went back to a movie called The Last Seduction Two. So I'm not gonna <laughs> click on that one either. Just gonna go back and click back. And uh, we're not even going to look at this bio anymore. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell my wife oh, that I was looking man. at this on this computer. Okay. Uh, that was a joke. Nothing bad was over here, Phil. <laughs> he'll he'll edit this out and post. It'll be fine. Chris. Um, now, uh, Jack. Sir. I mean, yes, I'm sir. not sure. Yes, sir. I don't even know if this is okay either. But okay. Well, do you remember? Do you remember coming to my house? I'm worried about what. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I'm worried about what you're going to say. Um, well, I'm just. I'm just, I, we had 13 channels, right? Well, I remember, yes, of course. But, but, yes. on my old TV, you could oh push the knob in oh and my gosh! and you could get the movie channel in black and white yes. with no audio. I know where you're going. Do you remember? So yes. yes, and what, Do what you remember? And here's all I'm going to say, is that yes, we watched so many, um, so many movies that were theater release movies that you, yeah, you, you didn't normally get to watch you know, uh, it was before it came out on video. So you're, you know, obviously what you're talking about, Chris, <laughs> is you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, the movie. I'm trying to think of some movies that would have come out. It would have been like, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, and we we, yeah. we didn't have access to the video yet. So what you're what you're saying is we could watch it. Now we didn't have sound, but we could just watch the, you know, 
We could watch it before it came yeah. out on vi- on on DV- on video on VHS. Phil is what he's talking about. Why are you sweating yeah. right now? Yeah, I don't know why I'm sweating. It's hot in here, and uh, anyway, all right, all right. I digress. Uh, family friendly show. We're just gonna go back to what we were talking about. But wink, wink. I know what you're talking about, Chris. Rip them. Rip them. All right. So basically, though, uh, she is sent to seduce Hulk, the Hulkster, or the Ripster, whatever you want to call him. I probably never call him the Ripster again. Um, <laughs> Rip um, is nice to her. Uh, doesn't he try to? Uh, does Brel try to kill her at some point? Uh, yeah, I mean, Rip falls in love with her immediately, so the plan is working. They send him out on a long trip. Yes, on a private airplane. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They they go to a French restaurant. The waiter, the waiter acts like Hulk Hogan, Rip, my bad, Rip Thomas, wouldn't know what to order. It turns out that he's a regular at this restaurant. Oh, no. And uh, they end up, from there, they go to a hotel, and imagine this, yes. Brel's people set this up. There's only one hotel room oh, no. with one with one bed. But I remember the this scene, though. Rip is very chivalrous, yes. and he sets oh, up a... Super. He's very chivalrous, which was supposed to be with ladies. Uh, and he sets up some sort of wire system across the middle of the bed with a sheet over it. Does that make athletic sense? Tape. He does use athletic, athletic tape, tape. And, it, and it yes, it blocks the middle thing. And then he uh, then he goes and does a big leg drop on his side of the bed, which is hilarious. It breaks yeah. the bed, and she ends up rolling onto his side of the bed into her into his arms. Phil. Yeah, it, it's a very very. Uh, chivalrous. Chivalrous. <laughs> I said that word. <laughs> yeah, you got. You got he it. was trying. But, but, he was trying to be, but look what happened. Yes. You know what happened? Love talked, happened. Talked Love. Talked full of yes. Vince McMahon innuendo. Ah, and here's what we'll do, Hulk. You'll, you'll jump on the bed, and then it, she'll roll into your arms, pal. You understand? Yeah. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> Do you remember the the cross country uh, pajamas he's wearing? The, the little cross country shorts he's wearing. They're not like. <laughs> They're hot pink. That, well, you said that, and then I thought of Zubaz, but they weren't Zubaz. <laughs> no, and and then later he's doing push ups with his feet on the bed, oh and he's got like some bikini underwear on, oh the kind that like your gosh. aunt would buy you. You know. Yikes. Uh, it, it, so there's just tons of Vince McMahon all over. Yes, that. he loves stuff like that. Duty. Yeah. There's some 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 uh, doo doo in this movie. <laughs> he loves that kind of stuff. He loves shoving people in swimming pools. That's well documented. He'll invite people over to the house and he'll just <laughs> shove them in his pool. I love the look on their face when they fall in the pool. It's the best. <laughs> it's like my gosh, Vince. <laughs> You're fired. Um, what else? Um, uh, okay, so continue on here. They are on a trip together for some reason. He's trying to protect her. Is that why they got the hotel room? Uh, well, I mean, they were just on a trip together for, like, for publicity. The network stuff, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they end, up, they end up in the same hotel room. And, and then after that, they strangely go to some some old-town diner like you would see in Winona. <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, as soon as they sit down, what happens? Two muggers come into the old town diner. Oh, no. 
Everybody freeze. Put all your valuables on the table. Like that ever happens in an old town diner. Exactly. Uh, and these guys are these guys have guns. Yes. And uh Rip Rip goes ahead and tells Joan Severance, get under the table. She gets under the table and he starts throwing pies at the guys with the guns. Of course he does. And watermelon. Oh my and another assortment other assortments of food. And the whole time these guys can't shoot their guns because they're being pelted with pies. Oh my gosh. Uh and then he slides them down the bar of pies. Like I don't know why they had so much pie at this restaurant, but they had a ton of pies. Vince McMahon probably wanted more <laughs> it makes, pies. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. The whole the whole scene makes no sense at all. Well, it makes no. sense. In in this world it does. In the in the in the world of a man that would imagine a hillbilly in downtown Detroit uh saving <laughs> Hulk Hogan. All these pies make lots of sense. Um they're <laughs> yeah. building up basically uh, Rip is doing a charity event. Uh, it's kids, uh, kids charity event, uh, and they're trying to. He's trying to save the kids from. Uh, dr- I guess maybe dressing poorly. I'm not sure what the real charity was. Uh, Never let a kid wear a turtleneck. It was the name of the, the uh, charity he's doing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, Braille has Zeus show up, and he challenges Hogan uh, or Rip uh, to the battle of tough guys. Uh, and he's basically saying we're going to kidnap uh, Randy uh, later on. He's going to kidnap Randy, actually beats him up, uh, and then that that basically makes uh, Rip really mad. And he's like, you beat up my brother? You beat up my brother? I'm going to challenge you, Zeus. <laughs> hey, you know, Rip doesn't do anything disrespectful in front of the children, though. Oh, now, that this is, is true. This is a charity event. And later, Charlie, his manager. Do you remember Charlie? Yes, I remember Charlie, yes. The guy that looks like Rocky Balboa's manager. I forgot about this guy, yeah. The 1980s type cast wrestling Which actually, Charlie actually trained Zeus in this movie until he couldn't control him anymore. Because Zeus killed a man in the ring. That's what it was. He was was my best student, and and then he murdered someone with bare hands, and they had to go to jail. Yeah, I couldn't control him no more. <laughs> That's what he said. He did. I know. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm just going by the movie. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So they are now going to go yeah. to the not the most non wrestling thing I've ever seen. It's more like a tough man competition on a set, uh, basically like Battle Dome, um, you know, Mad Max kind of Thunderdome kind of beat you up inside this arena uh, created by uh, Brell. And I guess maybe Vince McMahon probably had a hand in this as well. And um, <laughs> they um, basically proceed to fight throughout this whole thing. Uh, do you want to go a little... Do you remember the fight? Um, he has... Well, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying there, it, Zeus um, and him are fighting, but it's really more... It's, it's, it's wrestling, but not really... Um, and they're just basically beating this, destroying this television studio. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Zeus ends up falling to his death. Uh, Rip knocks Zeus off this catwalk. He falls to his death. And I guess that's okay because it was on TV. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Do you remember um, whenever uh, the giant 
i.e. Uh, also known as Paul White later on, uh, has a muscle uh, uh, monster truck uh, battle with Hulk Hogan on top of the oh, some arena. And that actually may have been in Detroit, Detroit as well, which is very ironic um, to our conversation earlier. But And he accidentally <clears throat> throws the big show off of the top of that place. This is a, a running theme for uh, Hulk Hogan. He just throws people off things and kills them. <laughs> Well, we went all the way to the end of the movie, uh, and we haven't even talked about the the montage where where Hogan is helping Randy rehabilitate in one scene, and then the next scene shows Zeus smashing cinder blocks with his bare fist and and grunting and, and moaning loudly. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, the montage. I love the montage, and it all—it has like a, you know, in uh, Footloose, whenever he's training in the woods and doing his flips. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, how does it go? I need a hero. No, that's the car chase scene in Footloose. That movie's full filled with montage stuff. I didn't realize that. Um, and they're training. I understand that. And it's like hearts on fire, basically for Rocky. Hearts on fire, and he's doing like. You know, he's punching out a bunch of curls, hammering curls, hammer, yeah. hammer, hammer. Well, except this is some horrible Hulk Hogan probably theme song. They actually they're probably Jimmy Hart and Jim Johnston from WWE probably created. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. But you see Zeus working on all this fancy equipment and punching cinder blocks. And all Rip needs to do is take care of Randy because... Yeah. If Randy's healthy, yeah. Rip's hands healthy. He's going to be fine. Um, that Which is actually very much like, again, another ripped-off piece of this movie. It's like in Rocky Four, whenever the Russian has a high-tech uh, a high tech training facility that the Russian government uh, has put money toward, as their people starved to death, um, the Russian has this training facility, and Rocky is dragging logs up mountains and chasing chickens. Oh, yeah. There are direct correlations from the Rocky Four to yeah. No Holds Barred for sure. Well, you, stole some of that. Well, and you said that about the trainer too, that uh, he couldn't control. Oh yeah. It. So it's very similar. Yeah, very sure. similar stuff. Um, yeah, and then Joan Severance is better. Forward, Joan back, Severance is better looking than uh, the lady that played uh, Adrian, though, in Rocky. I will oh, say that. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. I'm done talking about that part, but I shouldn't have went back. <laughs> It's a bad choice. It's hard not to talk about Joan Severance. My gosh, Joan Severance is beautiful. We have to cast her in this movie, guys. All right, Vince. I've got an idea. Joan Severance, Andy Sandberg, Hulk Hogan. What do you think? What do you think, pal? $16 million. (laughs) How's $8 million budget out of my back pocket, Sam? (laughs) And I'll let you you use all the protein shakes you want from IcoPro. What do you think, pal? I'm not going to jail. We're off. We're gonna be fine. All right. Can we get the trainer from Rocky? Well, no, we can't. But we can get this guy that's a lot like him. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Oh my! Well, goodness. the training montage. Uh, he fights a bunch of people. Um, uh, Zeus beats up a bunch of people too, because they're technically still in that tournament uh, before they get to the final battle scene. Uh, and you know, one of them was, uh, like I said. Uh, Neanderthal uh, Stan Hansen plays a character in there. Uh, who really, Stan Hansen, Chris, is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I, if you want to watch some video 
of people just beating the crap out of each other. It's supposed to be fake, but they're really beating the crap out of each other. Just type in Stan Hansen versus Vader, and uh, you will watch Stan Hansen hit Vader in the eyeball with a cowbell, uh, knocking his eyeball out of his head. And then uh, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And And then Vader, Leon White, is so tough, he shoves his own eyeball into his socket. This is in Japan, by the way. And his, the, his eye swells, and that holds his eye socket swells, and that holds his eyeball in, and he wrestles for 30 more minutes. Oh, my God. Yes. People are crazy. Chris. Now, Vader, Vader just died recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always liked Vader. Hans, Hanson, as a kid, Hanson was always believable. Yes. I, he was called the, the Lariat, Stan Hansen. Yes. And his thing, though, he spent so much time in Japan, and I think he liked being in Japan. I think he really legitimately liked liked it over there and just didn't come to the States very much. So, anyway, there it is. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, who else am I missing on, the, on that list of people? Bill Eady, like I said, was in the in the match. He's the guy that played Axe. He's Axe from Demolition. Uh, and then, that's um, it. Venture didn't wrestle in this. Lugwrench Perkins, Jeep Swenson. These are all guys that got beat up in the ring. And then, again, uh, they go to the control room. Zeus is on a catwalk. He throws him. Uh, he, he falls off there. And then Brell dies as well in the end because he touches a live wire that's in the studio and uh, electrocutes himself. Well, he was, he was furious <laughs> with the fact that Rip did not throw the fight because... He was supposed to throw the fight in 10 minutes or Joan Severance was going to get it. And <laughs> Joan Severance sneaks out of the room, goes back downstairs. Brell sees her down there. Randy's down there giving everybody the rip him sign. Rip him. So Brell becomes furious, starts ripping all the wires out of everything in this control room, just ripping everything apart, throwing everything. And that's that's when Hogan throws Zeus off the catwalk or whatever. Kills Zeus, comes after Brell. Brell backs up awkwardly until he hits the wires that he himself had destructed and then just dies a violent death, which, you know, just (laughs) hard not to laugh. (laughs) Brell's such a bad guy. But then everyone's celebrating. They're like, we did it. We won. (laughs) Two people are dead. We're so glad. <laughs> We're so glad this worked out this way. Nineteen eighty nine in a kids movie. What's this rated? I didn't even tell what was rated. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's got to be PG thirteen. Right? Of course, there is a du- a dookie scene. <sighs> Jeez. He uh, grabs the limo driver, and the limo driver had <sighs> messed himself. And Hogan goes, oh. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> and the limo driver goes, It's Dookie. <laughs> and, and Hogan, <laughs> Hogan goes, Dookie. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. Well, this, Awful. I'm talking about, I was talking about Stan Hansen earlier, and he, oh, son. My, son, my son's very amused by you, Chris. Um, uh, he, uh, Hanson, his character Neanderthal, is in the bathroom at the No Count Bar uh, during the competition. And Ordway or Unger, one of the two, goes in the stall. Stan Hanson's character is this real, like, weird, weird character. Walks in and looks over the stall and looks at, you know, Unger's, you know, you know stuff that he's carrying around. You know what I'm saying? 
And he goes, Yeah. Looks like someone's got a tiny, a little teeny tiny weenie. <laughs> and it's like insane. Like it's like this. What? Why would? Why would that be something? Why would that be something you'd ever say in a movie? Oh, uh, it had no. There was no reason for it. No, other than just him being a weirdo that looks over the stall at people, Chris. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. So, well, good, Absolutely good crazy. stuff. Let's rate this movie. Okay, one horrible is one horrible is bad. It's a bad movie. Uh, maybe not the worst thing you've ever seen, but a five is the worst movie you've actually ever seen. What do you think? What, where does this rate on that one to five scale? One is bad. Oh five is the worst thing you can imagine. Not like you know, like a normal Joan Severance movie. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's not like a normal Joan Severance. That's true. Movie, that so. is true. She was excited. She's like, uh, "So what am I doing in this movie? Oh, you're just gonna act." Oh, she's like, "Good. Okay, good." Do, do I keep my clothes on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, it's no late consequence. No, uh, <laughs> nothing is. I, you know, the thing is about this movie is because I was, you know, 10 years old and because I loved Hulk Hogan so much and because I loved wrestling so much, it still has a, a special place in my heart. And, you know, coming back and watching it, it is absolutely horrible, but I could watch it again if somebody wanted to watch it with me. So... Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. That's good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say this is one of those movies that I enjoy watching because it is so stupid and because of the content. You know, another one like uh, that's obviously a similar genre, but it's really bad is uh, uh, Ready to Rumble, which is the WCW one. Uh, DDP's in it, Oliver Platt's in it. Like it's like it's just stupid, but you're like, man, this is kind of entertaining because it's so dumb and it's about wrestling. Yeah. So. I don't know. But David I Arquette, same, right? David Arquette, who, man, what a dude. Who was the WCW champion for a while. Isn't that crazy? That just tells you how, That's when, how crappy that went. Yeah, it went downhill fast when he was the champion. Well, what? Uh, let's do this, Chris, before we let you go here. What have you been into lately? This can be a TV show, a movie. I don't know if, you're, I don't know if you play games. Uh, a book you've read. Uh, it could just be football. For me, uh, the, you know, this time of year is all about football. So, what have you been into lately? Anything that uh, you know? Yeah, you want to talk? I'm, tell I'm, people I'm about into everything. <laughs> I'm into everything. Yeah, I love revisionist history with Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I love that podcast. Uh, I love all of his books. I just read his new book, Talking with Strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just read Ryan Holiday's new book, Stillness is the Key. Um, I love the TV show Yellowstone. Mm, okay, I've heard good great. things about that that TV show. Oh, man. Great, great. Kevin Costner is just unbelievable, and the, the, actors, the other actors are really good. Um, uh, other than that, you know, I like the podcast stuff you should know, mm-hmm. the horrible movie podcast. Excellent. Uh, just... Uh, just stuff like that. Just enjoy loving life, and I love football. I'm. I just. I love every minute of it. I love working with my special needs students. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really what God put me on earth to do is to work with those kids. Yeah, that's awesome. No matter what, no matter what happens with sports, mm-hmm. I always have a place for people who like that who need it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think as I get older and the coolness wears off, and I'm not the cool coach anymore, you know, <laughs> I can see myself working with with older people, but you know, at this age, 
you know, I can still run and play basketball and play football. And, uh, I still have a lot going for me, uh, right now, basically anything I want my special needs students to do, they're always up for it. They yeah, want to do awesome. what coach wants to do. And so, you know, we have some kids that have extreme behaviors coming into ninth grade. And yeah. it just seems like when they walk through our doors, you know, I let them know that I'm going to love them no matter what. And, uh, they, they love me back, and cool. we just have a great time at school every day. It's, it's, it's a neat life. Yeah. I really do appreciate all that God's given me. Well, and I and you know, like I said, I've been in that same field with that same same kind of kid for like 18 years, probably that same amount you have, maybe a little shorter than you have, I think. But you, uh, I mean, I, there's a, so much reward with those kids because they, I mean, there's a lot of times they just want, they want some attention, they want someone to care about them because a lot of those kids, there's some of those kids that don't have anybody to care about them. So our kind of gig and our job is to uh, teach them stuff, make them better people, make them good citizens, you know. And then when they get getting ready to get out to have a plan and have, you know, something for them long term. And anyway, it's good stuff, brother. Yes, sir. It's good stuff. Well, Chris, I appreciate it. Uh, anytime you come up to the Springfield area, you give me a holler. We need to kick it, man. Um, I don't really want to play uh, Liberty Eagles anytime soon in football. So, uh, but uh, hopefully we get to see more of each other and you just give me a holler sometime. Yes, sir. Thank you to all who were there today. Yeah. Hey, good stuff. And uh, Chris, we appreciate you. We'll see you soon, all right, God brother. Bless you. See you. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.